it's time for the September 16th, 2011 edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review, an interpretive guide to current events broadcasting from the campus of the University of California at Irvine in the backyard of KUCI 88.9 FM. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Caspar. And Mahler is a cool dog. He's a cool dog. He's a cool dog today. Well, he was kind of he's been pasted per- up with the kitty around here, but I've locked the kitty in the bathroom. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah, forgot about the kitty. Yeah, he was, he was, he's been pretty Mahler. well behaved. Mahler, get the kitty. Get the kitty. I think I he love did. it when he gets he tries to get the kitty. A little taste of that kitty. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, well, just so you know, right here in my hand, I have three piles of paper. I have. International news, uh-huh. I have domestic news, yeah. and I have news that I promised our listeners, who I'm sure have been waiting by their radio ever since, wow. uh, of, of the uh, rip-offs that have been occurring over the last, uh, since 9-11, involving the military, military contracting and all that stuff. So, so people have been waiting for this Oh, I, I, this the, the emails, I can't tell you how, I, I can't tell you how many emails, I, I, I wish I could, any number. Before we go on, because we're not... America bashing guys here. We no, we love this country. I love this country. And, and yeah, it's 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 the best country in the world, as far as I know. Mm-hmm. The best because one. In, it, it's yeah. got the edge. Yeah. You know, if 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 you slow down, somebody's going to trample right over exactly. you. And that's what I love about this country. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> if it's you a hesitate, if you hesitate for just yeah, a moment, some opportunist is going to put an elbow in your gut and <laughs> knock you aside. So, that's what makes it such a great. That is country. what makes it a great country. A poll of thirty thousand people in fifteen countries found that the world still thinks America is the coolest. We are the coolest too. Social networking site Badoo. Dot com mm-hmm. asked 30,000 people across 15 countries, probably all of them uh, in the United States. Well, they had some scam going on here in the U.S. Because that's the kind of country we are. They're all from but Texas. give you the help. Oh, yeah. 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 We're going to vote. For, we're the coolest. <laughs> across 15 countries to name the coolest nationality and also found that the Spanish were considered the coolest Europeans. The Spanish. Okay. So if okay. if you kind of commuted between, say, yeah. Madrid and New York, yeah. you'd be like way, way. You would be. Yeah. It, Brazilians, the coolest of Latin Americans. Okay. Well, I can see that. Yeah. Because they got those feathers going on. The Mardi Gras on. thing. Yeah. That, and that they makes care sense. about the bouté. They do. They care about the bouté. Well, they, they, and yeah. you know who the, the world's least cool nationality, which I find is a great disappointment. Uh, you know, of all the countries in the world where, where you could be like least cool, like, you know, I mean... It, Maybe Kuwait is, is, you know, really cool, but it doesn't strike me as the coolest country no, in the world. No, it doesn't no, seem no. like a lot of cool people. Saudi Arabia would maybe, yeah. something like that would be and the And, you know, I mean, place. nothing that... against them, but Mongolia, I don't know. I don't know yeah. that I'd really like to be in Ulaanbaatar. That's not where I'm thinking I'd go to be hip and I, I gotta happening. I got to say, I have to say that my opinion, because I spent a lot yeah. of time thinking about this, my opinion of Mongolians changed dramatically after I saw that documentary, Genghis Blues. Yeah, but still, they were, I mean, it's cool in, in one way. You know, like of, yeah, yeah. Appalachia is cool. Like, there again. Yeah, that's they, really cool make, for about 10 minutes. They make and, really great banjo for, yeah. music in Appalachia, yeah. but other than that, for, it's For about really, yeah. an hour and a half, yeah, the length of one documentary, about, yeah. it's incredibly yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. And, I, of course, I'm kidding. I know. We're, they're, 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 it, people it from Appalachia, least, I at love. At least two hours of coolness. I'm sure yeah. you're right. I love yeah. people from Appalachia. The great. Belgians are the least cool. Really? Now, I would think, I would love to be Belgian. I always admired Hercule Poirot. 
I, I did thought you, they were. I'm sorry. Did you something get caught in your throat? Hercule Poirot. Oh yes. Okay. Uh huh. Yeah. I, me too. He was. Yeah. Is there he, another way you like to pronounce? No, no, that? I didn't know what you said, and I ah, thought maybe I thought maybe you had, I thought something. You know, the Belgian detective, although he's not a really, he's a fictional character, right. but I always liked him kind of as the outsider in England, okay. and the way his aloofness played into uh, British wit. Huh. I thought he was uh, a great character, and and Belgian in general, they got great chocolates. Yeah, is they, chocolate not cool? In Bruges, that's a great. That's yeah. supposed to be a really cool place. Yeah. And um, and they've got they've they've got great uh, clocks, yeah yeah okay they're they're a very mechanical nation uh. they're they're precise maybe they're a bit uh, what do they call that anal as they say yeah. in the youth culture today they do say that yeah yeah but but I think that they're not uncool yeah please well they're they're kind of can I say this huh? they're kind of Francis Appalachia. Oh, did I? I'm sorry. I didn't. I, I, I don't think so. No, I'm kidding. I, I, I was a joke. I was trying to. I don't, you know, I don't think. Ap- I know you were trying to tie things together, but yeah. I, I don't think of it as an Appalachia. I think of it as almost as a uh, France's. Uh, what would it be? I don't want to say Palm Springs because of the weather, but it is a a, a a a culture. It's not. It's Las Vegas either. The Catskills. <laughs> the Catskills. You're going for some sort of hick town. I don't. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying I'm just... to, you know, it, it's it's France's Southern California. You, you know, it's it's a, or maybe France's Northern California. Uh-huh. Belgium is Belgium is to Europe as San Francisco is to the United States. Mm-hmm. That's why I look okay. at. I don't know. I maybe land, I'm wrong. I will tell you this: my own personal history. I have spent about 20 minutes in in Belgium. I had yeah. a great time. I landed in Belgium. Yeah, and, and that touchdown was uh, one of the it was, finest. It was spe- one of the, that, that that pilot knew what he was doing. And and then I got onto a train and got got out of there. America like, says basically. Lloyd Price, Badoos, that's the marketing yeah. company yeah. that put on this shenanigans. Yeah. America boosts boasts. It doesn't boost. It does boost. It boosts. But it boasts the world's coolest leader in Obama. Yeah. The coolest rappers. You can see where this guy's headed. Yeah. Because that makes you cool. <laughs> you got a cool rapper. You know, f- forget about your social policies. No. Forget about your years of culture yeah. and, and contributions to art and science. No, you nope. got the world's coolest rappers, and you're in. Yeah, Jay Z and Snoop Dogg. Oh. I hate to tell uh, Lloyd, but you know they're kind of yeah. They're kind of like the, what is the word passe? Yeah, would say as passe. they would say in that's Belgium. So, that's so two thousand. The coolest man in technology, Steve Jobs. Well, he's yeah. almost dead. Yeah. Ah, uh, boy, he made geeks cool. So I guess so. The French are voted cooler than the British. Okay. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah I like that. I like, I like yeah, that yeah, concept. I, can, I, can I don't that, know yeah. if it's true, but I like the concept. And the Canadians cooler than the Belgians, which is kind of like saying, you know, not very much because the Belgians <laughs> are the least cool. And yeah, I, I like Canadians. What is with this poll? What I, has become of the world when, when Canadians or Belgians are are looked down upon? Yeah. I, I think and, I and, and we are like lords of cool. This is an outrage. Yeah. Is this an American-based company? I bet bet it is. Can I just get a little bit of killing out of the way? Because I'm going to temper this now. And then you can go into your post-9-11 thing. That's good. A pipeline exploded in Nairobi, killing 73 people. 75 people, sorry. A bomb exploded near uh, Delhi High Court in India, killing 11. Mm -hmm. Two suicide bombers attacked the home of a high-ranking military officer in Pakistan, killing 23. And 24 people were shot in as many hours in New York City. I want to give perspective to things. Oh, I see. Yeah. So we're context for all yeah, that. Yeah, context. I, okay. And a partridge in a pear tree. <coughs> yeah. 
Wow, that that's a there lot. That's a lot of that's a lot of killing. Yeah, it's kind of a Bonnie and Clyde thing you got going there. They, yeah. they, what, want me to bring another little killing thing into this? Just sure, I don't have. Break. I don't. Have, well, you got this 9/11 thing going uh, on. I want to be sure. Just, Police in Ogden, Utah, just, responded to a report that a man was slaughtering a cow in his driveway. The cow was in the process of losing its head, said Officer <sighs> Troy Burnett of the scene upon his arrival. So police get there, and the guy's starting up the chainsaw and ready to do the uh, the decapitation. It's not illegal, but it's absurd to think that people would uh, think that slaughtering a cow in their driveway is okay. Maybe on the west side of the county, <laughs> on one of the farms, but... Not maybe on the Belgian side of town, yeah. it's okay to yeah, do that yeah. kind of stuff, but not absolutely not here. Oh, no yeah. way, no how. <laughs> we don't. We don't cut. What are they? What's the slang term for people from Belgium? Like you got French. You, there's a lot a of Belge. The Belge, yeah, yeah. I've never a heard Belge. of one for them. In Saint Petersburg, Florida, a blood-covered, half-naked, 22-year-old woman, my favorite kind, <laughs> was arrested for biting the face of an arm of a 69-year-old man who had been sleeping in a motorized wheelchair in front of a Hooters. <laughs> I'm a vampire," said the woman, according to an affidavit. "I'm going to eat you." Wow. Yeah. Well, up until the point where you you, you told me what she I, said. I it, think I dated this woman. I was <laughs> I actually, I actually, up until that point when you started talking about what she said, it sounded like a Benny Hill. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. I thought it might be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and she did, and he started with the wheelchair rolling yeah. around. She'd be uh-huh. chasing him and yeah. hitting Next him on the head you know, with a, yeah, she turns ro- into a vampire. rolling pin. Yeah, that yeah. was. I thought that's where it might be going. Yeah, but. the old man gets up. <laughs> Benny Hill slaps him in the head a few times. You know, <laughs> and they start running around, slapping uh-huh. each other on the head, and then yeah, they run off. Then they run off into the distance. A yeah, a good time was all. <laughs> Does anybody remember Benny? Is he on any more? <laughs> yeah, he's on Antenna TV. Oh, which is channel cable channel eight fifteen. Um, I, I forget exactly what time. I think it's about eight o'clock, ten o'clock at night on I'm Tuesdays. Impressed. I think. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He, I think he comes right before Hazel. Oh. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Um, let's see. Let's go international. I, I do. I just want to touch on some of this. I don't want to build this nine eleven stuff up too much here. Well, it's post nine eleven. It's now post nine eleven. This is, I, you're not going to talk about the planes in the building. And no, no, that. no. It's, nothing yeah. like building four. You're not a truther here. No, 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 no. But you're, what you're trying to establish is how this country and and the people at the uh, the American Enterprise. Well, is, the Pentagon yeah. changed everything. Yeah, I got the name right. I'm kind of yeah, American Enterprise, Enterprise yeah, Institute. Institute. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, took advantage yes. of of the uh, culture of fear and and uh, uh, well, they realized that this was a time to act and to get push through all the plans that they uh, wanted to push through because in times of, of panic and fear. Right. Uh, a democratic nation will hand over control of its government and military uh, to whoever, Who, whoever uh, steps up. Yeah, whoever pushes everyone else aside. Yeah. And well, just okay. Um, yeah, and that's exactly. Right. Um, let's see. I just had some. Oh, this is kind of a, a little scandal. That's a scandal in the making, and I don't know. Well, I, I said that wrong. Hey, who, whoever plays into the fear the most, right? If if you tell people to duct tape their windows shut, right, then you become the authority, and people listen to what you're going to say in in times of fear. Thank yeah. you. And I'd forgotten about that, but just do, now, as you say that, I remember when when well, I don't know, I think it was Dick Cheney or somebody was talking about it, but it was high up administration official yeah. talking about duct taping. And how they were, and then there were news items, news shows devoted to about show, how to duct tape, how to duct tape your your windows. Uh, yeah. 
But you know what? To our credit, I mean, we, you, you we, and yours you, and mine. Yeah, uh-huh. we, we were talking. We, about we never bought any duct tape. To buy. <laughs> well, I always carry duct tape with me. It's it's a per- all purpose. Yeah, thing, you can I mean. you can use it for all sorts oh, of stuff. Oh yeah. One thing is, if you keep it in the trunk of your car, the heat kind of melts it, and oh. after a year or two, you got to replace the the duct tape. Okay. Yeah. Just a word of warning. Okay. Um, but we talked we've talked openly over the years about this overreaction and what it's cost us, not only in terms of uh, our freedoms, <laughs> our our civil rights, the but the, the money, just the money. sheer money, amount of money that's been spent in this so-called war on terrorism. Fighting uh, basically against a very very small group of people, the leader who uh, leader of which used to live in a cave, so we've decided to spend four trillion dollars for that, for to that effort. But uh, <clears throat> or three trillion, going on four trillion. Um, some scandals that I think may be in the offing. Uh, this one about this solar um, firm, the solar power firm, the Obama yeah. administration is facing scrutiny. Following the failure of a solar energy company that received, what's it like? Sinodex? Is it that it's one? It's called uh, or, Solyndra. Solyndra. <laughs> they all have names like that. Yeah, yeah. Solyndra is a newly disclosed uh, email show that the administ- Obama administration rushed to refinance a five hundred and thirty-five million dollar loan to the company, despite warnings that the firm was near collapse. Well, now, so he bailed them out. We spoke about them a couple of weeks ago yeah. as being in trouble. Yeah. And so the Obama administration bailed them out? Yeah. And the, this, this is a good thing, right? Am I? Well, you would think so, but yeah. they did, in fact, declare bankruptcy. They folded up. Uh-huh. And, the, uh, and the taxpayers, this was a taxpayer-backed loan, so, I mean, a government-backed loan, so we're on the hook. So the $535 million loan... Basically, the taxpayers are going to pick up the tab, and and what, so I don't know you where mean they, they collected the five hundred million, and then they declared bankruptcy. Yeah. So uh, now we know Daryl Isa, our good friend from San Diego, is going mm-hmm. to be all over this like yeah. like a cheap suit, um, and um, he's all. I don't know if that works, but go ahead. I don't Can't know if I'd be all over a cheap suit. No, it, what, like a, a, a cheap suit, does it's all over you. It doesn't actually fit very well. That's the that's where that comes in. Okay. So. Um, it could be too small. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So, but anyway, I have a feeling the Republicans are going to make a lot of hay because they do control the House. They do control this particular uh, committee that will do the investigation. There's one. Um, well, that's unfortunate. That's, well. Yeah, and I mean, if there was Does Obama have friends, th- in that's this what I don't know, and I'm just throwing it. I out I can there understand because... wanting to bail this. Company. It yeah. sounded like a good idea. Yeah, because that's the type of technologies we should be investing Absolutely. in Absolutely. as a country, so that we're not so dependent on on foreign oil and right. paying four dollars a gallon. It's... You would think we'd want to invest in a company like that. It's a shame. I, if I were the Obama administration right now, I'd be working on ways the bankruptcy. To, to have them reorganize, to restructure the company and to say, oh, and that $500 million you loaned us, it's going here in this new restructuring right. plan. Well, it'll be interesting to see where the money went, you're right, and then to see how maybe we can uh, turn this around. But it's going to be something that'll, that it'll be an attempt, I think it'll be an attempt on the part of the Republicans to turn this into kind of a whitewater investigation. But we'll see. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a, another... Uh, uh, um, Scandal that probably won't get much traction because it involves a Republican, and that is uh, newly disclosed records show that Texas Governor Rick Perry received financial support from dr- dr- drug giant Merck. Drug giant. It's a drug giant. Merck. Merck. Merck uh, Pharmaceuticals. Merck, the drug giant. Yeah. 
Big Pharma. Big Pharma. Uh, he apparently got a uh, – he signed a uh, a bill in Texas that was a mandatory uh, vaccination of Texas schoolgirls yeah. for a sexually transmitted virus, the HPV virus. And um, so um, the same week that he signed this bill, he got uh, $30,000 from Merck. And yeah. other pharmaceutical companies. Uh, it's not a huge amount of money. And it but gave it, Michelle Bachman something to talk about. But it gives it gives Michelle Bachman. By the way, it's been fun watching her the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Kind of a dead man walking thing. And now she's. I think she's just sort of becoming increasingly desperate. And it'll only get funnier as that happens. I think because she's she was never going to win, but I think she thought she 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 had like a that window was open, and it it apparently is because she's now saying stuff that's just. She apparently she was as she was walking into the debate the other night. She some woman told her that their uh, a daughter or her son had been vaccinated and mm-hmm. he was he was uh, he ended up yeah mentally challenged mentally yeah. and, and uh, so she retarded said, retarded and she's, she's slower than yeah, people. He's yeah. not challenged. I mean yeah. That would be unfair. Yeah, that's true. To take I, someone who's, I was trying, who's, who's retarded and say hey. Try and do this. <laughs> what? Challenge is just plain mean. Yeah. Why would you use yeah, a word yeah. like that to people who are slower? Here. Here. Here's some. Here. Catch here, the ball. Catch the ball. Boom. Here's some, here's some advanced trig. Here. Yeah. And put a pencil in front of them and tell them oh they're gosh. not going to eat until they figure Speaking it out. Speaking about yeah. you know, things so. that happen post 9-11, we got all these predator drones going around. Now, there's a big boost for the military, and it fit in perfectly with the idea that, yes. that, that terrorists were out there hiding behind rocks. If you had this sneaky little drone going around where you didn't even need to pilot it except from far distances, yeah. you could sneak around and look behind rocks and into buildings. And, and everybody could, could watch yeah. as you slaughtered terrorists around the world. It was fun. The Obama administration is considering a, a request from Turkey to base a fleet of predator drones on Turkish soil yeah. for counterterrorism operations in northern Iraq. Yeah. This will go over real well with everybody, I, I, I think. You know? This is why we're never leaving Iraq. This is one more yeah. piece of that puzzle. This is a decision that could strengthen a diplomatic alliance but drag the United States deeper into a regional conflict. Yeah. Well, duh. Yeah. I mean, we look back now on this solar company, which yeah. I'm not quite sure how it ties into 9-11, except that maybe it was a good thing because it was trying to pull us away from being dependent on foreign oil, which is what not 9-11 was about, but the invasion... <laughs> Yeah. of Iraq and Afghanistan. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's not really about 9-11. What you're talking about here is, is not the post-9-11 thing, but the post-what they did well, because of 9-11 thing. Right, and by the way, what you just said, which is something we've been talking about for, uh, for as long as we've known about the drones, and that is eventually they're coming to America. By yeah. the way, yeah. there's a front-page article in the LA Times this week about it's, it's, that. It's not that they, they wouldn't have ever done this, but they, this certainly accelerated it. So the invasion of Iraq certainly accelerated the manufacturing of predator drones. Predator drones, right. Yeah. And now they're becoming, they will eventually become... Domestic spies. Domestic spies. They'll yeah. be hovering over neighborhoods. Well, they've talked about it using it on the, as a border patrol. And border patrol, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. The U.S. military has flown the unarmed predators from Iraqi bases since 2007 and shared the plane surveillance video with Turkey as part of a secretive joint crackdown against, crack against fighters from the Kurdistan Workers' Party. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it. 
Yeah. Yeah, and and that is that is a big problem for the United States <coughs> in one sense is the northern part of uh, Iraq is actually fairly well settled and fairly and fairly free of violence. That's mm-hmm. the Kurdish the Kurds part of Iraq. And but, just for just for what it's worth, unless a new home for these predators is found, however, the counter counterterrorism partnership that's the partnership between uh, Turkey and the U.S., could cease by December 31st when the U.S. forces are scheduled to withdraw from Iraq. So that's... And that, that's another whole thing. A and bit it's, of it's a long discussion. Diplomacy but, but should but be it's involved a nine, there. Yeah, it's a 9-11 related issue, and that <coughs> is many of the countries who joined the Coalition of the Willing back in the day... Coalition, coalition of the Willing? Remember that nugget from Donald Rumsfeld and Dick Cheney? Uh-huh. The Coalition of the Willing. People who were opposed to... I uh, remember seeing T-shirts like that at Hooters. <laughs> you know, the, the so, waitresses wore those, and, 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 and Mahler and I went there all the time. Didn't we, Mahler? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, liked going, we liked hanging out with the Coalition of the Willing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. Sir. Good. Anyway, Whoa. so... Uh, but all these countries were eager, anxious, eager to join in the the, uh, the fight. Yeah, well, Mahler's still going. He's remembering that Hooters visit we had. He uh, was, yeah. So go ahead. No, no, and and so and a lot of countries the who were looking, of the willing. they were willing, they were looking for an, an excuse to uh, impose uh, domestic counter-terrorism um, policies on their own people, right? So by joining the United States, they could say, well, and they could justify what they were doing back home by saying they were fighting terror. And I think Turkey is a pretty good example of that, the, the, the treatment of the Kurds by the Turks. Okay, yeah. let's get to the 9-11 stuff. I, I'm that sorry. wasn't 9-11 stuff? Well, that was, but this is a uh, – this I, ties into all this. Um, there is a, a former senator, Bob Graham, who was a Democratic senator from uh, Florida, who was on the original 9-11 commission – is calling for the a reopening of the 9/11 investigation based on recent reports that uh, about Saudi uh, a, a Saudi couple who fled their home in the gated community of Sarasota, Florida just a week before 9/11, leaving behind millions of dollars worth of stuff including cars and and their and such. Um they were a couple that had been under uh suspicion surveillance because of their um Involvement with the hijackers, particularly Mohammed Atta, yeah. the so-called mastermind of 9/11, and they're they're fleeing the country just a week before the actual 9/11 occurred, has opened up a whole can of worms in terms of the investigation into the involvement of the Saudis. And for those of you who don't remember, when you're it, finally looking into the yeah, Saudis. Yeah, exactly. Huh? I mean, if you saw oh if God. you saw Michael Moore's Fahrenheit 9/11, you have some sense of what this is about. In the 9-11 report that was issued, there were 18 pages that were completely and totally redacted, and they were all about the Saudis and the involvement of the Saudis in 9-11. The the very day uh, that they were, or or at least identifying the hijackers, they knew that 17, at least 17 of the 19 were from Saudi Arabia. (laughs) They knew that. And so anybody who reads and 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 retains facts like maybe you and I do, even though we're a bunch of dimwits, (laughs) the two of us, a pair of dimwits, we would, you know, we think the Saudis are involved. We should, if anything, go after Saudi Arabia and say WTF. Yeah. But, and uh, that would make sense to to any 
thinking person. Yeah. Why would you say invade Afghanistan? I understand Osama bin Laden was there, but why would you spend all your energies in Afghanistan yeah. when 17 out of 19 of the hijackers were Saudi? And now, what is it now? 11 years, 10 years? 10, 10 years, years later. Yeah, sorry. Now this, this, yeah, I, this I, didn't, I don't count the decimals all the time. <laughs> 10 years later, as, as if it's more important 10 years from, from the date it happened. But anyway, 10 years from, from 9-11, we're, we're finally figuring it out that maybe the Saudis, maybe we should investigate this. Maybe we ought maybe, to. Yeah. Maybe we ought to look into well, this. Yeah. Well, I think they knew all along, the people who really mattered knew all along that the Saudis were involved in some level, whether it was a yeah. government level or if it was a quasi-para-government <laughs> involvement, uh, this kind of shadowy, you know, uh, underground uh, within Saudi Arabia. But it's despicable to keep that information right. from people. exactly right. To, for, for places like Fox News to go out and ignore that type of information right. and, and play into, you know, the... the uh, evilness of a Saddam Hussein. The narrative, right, yeah. right, right. And in addition to that, for people who, like uh, Nathan and myself, will, will remember, is that the day after 9-11, there was no planes in American airspace except for the planes that were picking up the bin Laden family yeah. and flying them out of the country. And there were a number of people that the FBI, in, within that cadre of people, that they wanted to talk to. And they were overruled. And this is another thing. An FBI agent uh, is just recently accused the CIA of deliberately withholding photographs and information about two al-Qaeda operatives living in the United States prior to the 9-11 attacks. Uh, he, he claims in a new book that it was, uh, uh, it was a, uh, that hours after the World Trade Center was attacked, Sufan, this, uh, this agent, said he claims the CIA official in a Yemen uh, finally turned over material that the FBI had requested months earlier. So this was after the attack. The CIA had been sitting on information about some connections with, and Yemen is a, is a, is a country that's known for it, this sort of network of uh, al-Qaeda operatives. So uh, well, The people who I think are most complicit in this, we, we expect uh, politicians to do this type of thing. We, ex we expect people in, uh, in intelligence to hide this kind of information. But we don't expect our journalists and our media to hide this kind of information. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they, at that point in time, when they could have opened their eyes and had and really been useful to this country right. and reported what was actually happening, right. for example, the 17 out of 19 hijackers, and really followed that story and really done investigative journalism, then uh, things might have been worked out so that we weren't in the hellhole we are now economically and diplomatically around the world. Right. That maybe maybe journalists could have could have shaped the debate as far as how, what we were going to think about the Saudis and what kind of business we would be doing with the Saudis. Right. Uh, and there's so many things about this, and the the perspective of ten years removed. Yeah. Uh, in, we, instead, just just for yeah, what it's worth, yeah. instead they did the exactly the opposite. Exactly. They took right. the propaganda that was handed to them, and even though any thinking person could have looked at that and realized it was propaganda, they printed it as if it was fact. Well, how many times did the administration, the Bush administration officials, including Rumsfeld and Cheney, say that anyone who questioned why we were going to Iraq, that it was not about oil and all that, that we were crazy? I mean, literally said, these yeah. people are nuts, who would question our motivations for all these things. Well, that that's just making an excuse. No, I know. The, the, but the I'm journalists saying, but, but and, the, journalists and the people just, should yeah, have exactly. stood up and said, no, 
You're the guys that are nuts. We can see the facts that right. are right in front of us right. here. Why don't you address the problem, Mr. Rumsfeld, of why you're not looking closely into Saudi Arabia's relationship with the White House and with the Bush family? I go, I go back to this. And I'm, I go back to the Ronald Reagan administration because I, I think so many of the things that have resonated uh, from that administration still affect us today. It was in the 80s when we were attacking, um, this, when we were underwriting the attack on the Soviets in Afghanistan. We were training all of these guys, bin Laden, all of the, all of the players who be, went on to become al-Qaeda. We gave them money and support. Reagan called them the moral equivalent of the founding fathers and all that kind of nonsense. Yeah. And, and we, so we know all about how they operate. We know, there's, so there's plenty of connections. We attacked Iraq back in 1990. When they were the biggest threat to Saudi Arabia in terms of oil production, yeah, and we continued to attack them for the next twenty years, and and but there's no connection. We're not supposed to think there's any connection between that. And in the meantime, Saudi Arabia is underwriting terrorism, yeah. real terrorism on 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 us. Yeah. So, all right, I'm going to get to this stuff real quick. You mean, of... aren't wasn't that what we've been talking about for the last fifteen minutes? Yeah. yeah no. No. I'm saying the stuff about the uh, since nine eleven, the amounts of money that we've spent with the Pentagon has been. Spending. I thought that's we were kind of we are talking we, okay about that. all right well this is kind of more um, facts on the ground uh, that this no, this non competitive uh, oh boy yeah all right a severely drunk Swedish moose that apparently ate too many fermented apples became entangled in a tree and later collapsed the good news is that the moose has survived its bad night out and was able to sleep off the natural cider buzz in Sweden drunk moose are said to be common during the fall season in case you're plan on traveling there. When tempting apples, including fermented ones, abound in gardens, one witness said mm-hmm. of the booth, mm-hmm. we often see elk stuffing their faces with apples around here, but this is the first time we found one perched in a tree. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah. that's good. Yeah. That's very funny. <laughs> yeah. You know, the uh, just... Just, I want to go locally here. Google okay. was found to be using more electricity than Salt Lake City, for one thing. Google itself uses more electricity. Okay. Right, okay. But speaking of Google, readers who typed Central Basin Municipal Water District, that's in the, uh, right near Los Angeles, I think mm-hmm. it's in southeast Los Angeles, um, got a series of upbeat articles about the Central Basin Municipal Water District. Mm-hmm. But what they didn't know is that the Central Basin Municipal Water District is mm-hmm. paying nearly $200,000 in taxpayer m- money for this kind of coverage. Mm-hmm. In other words, they paid a news service. Oh, I heard about this. Yeah, yes, they yes, paid yes. a news service, News Hawks Review, Yeah, that, that uh, worked out a relationship with Google. Google apparently wasn't aware of this, so that they would come up as a, a news uh, organization, right. and they were in fact a propaganda organization for this uh, water basin. Now everything's been cleared up. Uh, Google no longer uh, handles this uh, NewsHawk review, but you would not expect uh, this type of thing to be going on where where propaganda is is considered news in in say. Uh, uh, national politics, like after nine eleven, would you? No, I mean, that's that's no. a lot more serious than a water district. We yeah. couldn't couldn't imagine that. No, that's hard to believe. Just just another I quickie. I don't that's, believe it because this just happened. It made me happy. Ten years of right wing right wing rule that have turned Denmark into the most closed country in Europe for immigrants. 
mm-hmm. came to an end this week when the uh, social democrat, I think it was yesterday, mm-hmm. became the first female prime minister. This is Helle Thorning-Schmidt, mm-hmm. the daughter-in-law of Neil and Glenish Kinnock. Remember Neil Kinnock, who was in uh, the Labour Party in uh, England, a Welsh politician in the Labour Party, served in Parliament parliament, uh, from 1970 to 1995, and became a leader of Her Majesty's Loyal Opposition from 1983 to 1992. Anyway, a daughter of Neil is now the uh, leader of Denmark, Mm -hmm. and she uh, defeated... Uh, Lars Locke Rasmussen, whose minority government had been propped up for the past decade by the far-right anti-immigrant and europhobic Danish People's so, Party. So, wh- so that's, that's a good thing. I yeah, think. yeah, that's good. Great news. <coughs> <coughs> yeah. Okay. Murdoch stuff. This is European. Murdoch uh, in, um, scandal. Well, I mean, I, you can you can jump in with 9-11. I keep imagining you going into 9-11 here. Uh, I have it in my mind. U.S. federal report blamed the worst oil spill in U.S. history on key missteps. They're getting around to that a little bit sooner than 9-11. Mm-hmm. Poor leadership and poor cement job by BP and its contractors were ultimately responsible for that big oil spill there mm-hmm. in uh, 2010. Really? April 2010, Deepwater Horizon blast killed 11 workers. Uh, they called BP ultimately responsible for safety, but also blamed Halliburton. Hmm. Really? Who would Halliburton, Halliburton. be? Who's connected to Halliburton? I don't know. I seem know. to forget. This is a 9-11 figure. Are we talking oil here? This, that's this, crazy talk. Yeah. The oh. report blamed Halliburton for conducting a poor cement job to seal the well. Yeah. That, that led it, it, to it didn't the dry. It yeah. not, not properly <laughs> dried. And seriously, there's, I didn't know this. <coughs> I found this out. But you can, you can pour cement into water. And it, they can still get it to dry. There's, yeah. there's agents that they put in it. Special stuff. It's very special stuff. Hey, you know, right here at the University of California, the Authors Guild and writers from Australia, Britain, and Canada filed a copyright infringement suit against five U.S. universities and the Hathi Trust Digital Library Project. The complaint submitted in the U.S. District Court uh, of New York claims the universities obtained unauthorized scans from the Internet giant Google, once again Google, of an estimated 7 million copyright-protected books. And the universities named University of Michigan, University of California, University of Wisconsin, Indiana University, and Cornell. So uh, UCI is involved in copyright infringement regarding Google. Oh, I I, I can't wait to see that. (sighs) And just another depressing bit of uh, news, which I don't know if it's it's a, uh, although it could be a 9-11 economy related. Mm Mm-hmm. Because things like things did kind of blow up, I would say, after uh, we invaded Iraq, and we all say nine eleven. Well, it's the invasion of, of Iraq by a, a a corrupt Bush administration. That's what we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. What's happened after the invasion? What happened when we made the wrong decision after nine eleven? Right, and not even the wrong decision, but a, a decision that was a, a, nothing but an opportunistic grab by a bunch of oilmen. Bank of America Corporation is preparing to slash 40,000 or more jobs nationwide, a dramatic retrenchment that reflects the deepening woes of the country's largest bank and the magnitude of the U.S. economic slowdown. This is going to really hurt California. Uh, we, uh, Bank of America has 45,000 employees in the state, one in six of its nearly 300,000-person workforce. Yeah. Well, just, okay, uh, speaking of Halliburton. Yeah. 
Um, there at one time there was a company called uh, K- Kelly Brown Root, which is a, was a subsidiary of Halliburton. Kellogg, Kellogg Brown Root. Yeah, yeah. Kellogg. Yeah, I'm sorry, I said Kelly. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Uh, anyway, right in the days after the 9/11 attack, the uh, there was a sense of urgency. The Pentagon they went to their go-to um, company, which was Halliburton, and that and that subsidiary KBR. In the ten years since 9/11. Kelly Brown Root has walked away. Kellogg, with, Kellogg has walked. <laughs> Root has walked away with thirty-seven billion dollars in Pentagon contracts, amongst the fun stuff that and 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 allegations of massive fraud along mm-hmm. the way. Um, well, they're helping build a stronger America by giving jobs to people. Yeah, of course, building weapons that ultimately come Don't, back and yeah, haunt us, haunt us, and, yeah. and things and showers that turn into uh, electric chairs. Uh-huh. By the way, people might remember that they built a number of facilities uh, around air base or army bases in Iraq, and amongst them was uh, showers that electrocuted the uh, the people who got in them. Well, it's also a good idea to have an electric uh, shower. Yeah. So basically, this this is about this is part of a bigger picture, which was. The uh, the uh, no bid uh, contracts that the Pentagon started handing out uh, right after 9/11 started. Yeah, these uh, non-competitive contractors. The lack of competition has cost the American taxpayer billions of dollars. At one point, um, according to recent data, the uh, these um, the value of these con- no bid contracts has gone from 50 billion in 2001. To 140 billion dollars in 2010. That means that nobody else gets them; they just become the property, essentially a uh, uh, a rollover contract for these companies. And, and as I said, in the meantime, there's been widespread abuse. I want to get to the last one, and I think it's kind of ironic story about the United States is now purchasing Russian-made helicopters Ooh. to fight in Afghanistan. We're purchasing Russian-made helicopters. Yeah. Are they made by the Yugo company? They are. Uh, they're called their M117 helicopters for Iraq, Afghanistan, and Pakistan. Uh-huh. Uh, we have now spent uh, $1 billion uh, for sole source or non-competitive contracts. The non- they go to a company. I'm trying to find the name of it. It's not right here in, in front of me. But it's a Russian. Oh, I'm sorry. Anyway, and I just think that the I, the irony cannot be lost on here, on anyone here in the sense that the Russians were chased out of Afghanistan uh-huh. basically because we underwrote the resistance movement and then walked away from the company of the country right after that and it fell into chaos, which led to, of course, the uh, a breeding ground for 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 terrorism that became Al Qaeda. And now that very country, it's it's a Sarkozy. I mean uh, that we. That we uh, well, you kind of went off in no, a no, tangent there, yeah. but the irony is not that we. <laughs> the irony is is that we're now buying helicopters from yeah from, from, from Russia. the Russians. It's a, a, a Sikorsky is the name of the helicopter company. That, Sikorsky, yeah, that's a, that's so, a big. I didn't know they were Russian. Sikorsky is Russian. A number of American companies lodged protests against the. Oh wait a minute, no, you're wrong. I mean, I'm wrong. It's called. I can't say it. Yeah, what's well, a Russian name? Yeah, it's a long name. Uh-huh. <laughs> with, with I, th- I think that is the Sikorsky is an American company, I, is it not? Yeah, I, I think yeah. you are right. Uh, this this is a this name has what appears to be uh, the uh, the symbol for boron in its name. Really? Yeah, hmm. I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce it. So, so uh, well, just, give me more. 
Oh, well, or you have to go? No, I, well, we're have running. Go? We're kind of running. Yeah, running up against the clock. Well, you know, okay. we have to we have to start on I, time at, at nine o'clock. No, no. Well, no, we don't. Oh, okay. yeah, we're okay. I, I wanted to mention that uh, the uh, International Criminal Court is calling for an investigation of Pope Benedict the Sixteenth and three top Vatican officials for crimes against humanity. Oh, wow! Over alleged cover-up of rampant sexual abuse of children by members of the clergy. A new in a new right. complaint. From the Center for Constitutional Rights and the Survivors Network, uh, those who were abused by the priests say the Vatican has at, enjoyed absolute immunity from for failing to prevent and punish rape and sexual assault, and therefore they should be brought before huh. the World Court. Now, do you have any more of this, uh, you know, post-Iraq War no. spending spree? Because no, I can just go on forever. It will I go mean, on forever. That, that that is the key event. <laughs> The NFL has it wrong. Well, you know, okay. Well, you know, we we all go out there, and of course, we we mourn three thousand deaths oh, gosh, from nine yeah. eleven. Yes. Of course, we feel horrible about about that. In in the larger context of people who died on account of what happened on that day, the three thousand really aren't that great a percentage of it. Well, it's one hundred and fifty thousand people die every day. And on that day, 3,000 more died unexpectedly, oh. and it was a horrible event. Yeah. Well, that's, that's you yeah. know, if you're looking at yeah, death, I, yeah, that's yeah, the way yeah. death goes. And, it's, and we should have reacted by uh, going after the criminals the, that, that perpetrated this act, not against a nation that we supposed in our mind in, in the form of al-Qaeda, because it wasn't there. It wasn't there. Okay. So, that aside... Yeah. What we really should be mourning is the fact that we invaded Iraq. Yeah. That, that's what pushed us into this hellhole of economic uncertainty that we are in now. Right. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I, I think exa- you said it exactly right, that, that it was a criminal act. It was a crim- criminal syndicate that got together and perpetrated a crime. And the whole world was willing to line up with us with to, to track yeah. these guys down. We didn't need a coalition of the willing to track those guys down. The coalition of willing was a, a, a bogus group to, to cover our efforts to get more oil out of the Middle East. To control more oil. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Iran, Af- this, the, go- the government of Afghanistan, they only asked one thing specifically of the United States government in handing over um, bin Laden. And the, that group, and that is, give us some physical evidence that he was actually involved. Yeah, give us something. Well, you know, I don't even know. I know. I'm I, not going to defend the guy. I know. I, know, I, I don't but, even want to go there. I just want to. What you were the point you were making is that we had the entire world on our side. Right. Well, well you would think that we would have not taken advantage of that in a negative way, which we did. We, you would think that we would have elected a leader who could have taken that point in history. Right. And turned it toward peaceful ends. Right. Because that, there was a great possibility to do that. Exactly right. And instead, we were, we were saddled with a, with a couple of oil men, really. It, a yeah. couple of doofus oil men who couldn't think beyond their own greed and, right. and the greed of their friends. Right. And so we went down a path where we thought nothing about nothing except, well, not we thought nothing about, but they manufactured, so we were thinking about nothing but overturning uh, a government so we could have more access to the oil in that part of the world. That they had been talking about overthrowing before he yeah, became president. Yeah, yeah. And, and I want to just give a little explanation as what I said about the government of Afghanistan. I, all I, my point in that was that, w- that no one 
no one knew. We we said later on, years later, Bin Laden admitted to being behind it. But at the time when the, the, when there, all of this speculation was going on, there was no there was no actual evidence that 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 Bin Laden had been behind. Although it was yeah. widely assumed, and I just think it's dangerous for any government, no matter what, to start acting on assumptions, throwing a whole nation, in fact, a, a whole area of the world into into war without ever providing any sort of real evidence that to support their claims. I just think that's a dangerous precedent. And um and th- so that's Mhm. And finally, yes. The Federal Trade Commission halted the sale of Acne app. You got an iPhone, right? Yes. Hey, do you yeah. use Acne app or uh, Acne Pioneer? I will be. Pioneer? No, but I will now. Acne P Two smartphone apps that claim to treat acne. So if you have, have an acne problem, apparently they have an app for that. One of them using red and blue lights. Ooh, Ooh you, hold like that, you hold that iPhone up to your face. And I, apparently people were stupid enough to believe. <laughs> so it's easy to imagine why someone like Dick Cheney could turn a whole nation into believing that you know, <laughs> they're weapons of mass destruction. Uh, Pe- some people actually uh, believe that a flashing iPhone can cure <laughs> acne. <sighs> Smartphones make our lives easier in countless ways, said the FTC chairman, John Liebowitz. Uh, but unfortunately, when it comes to curing acne, there's no app for that. Thank <laughs> you.